1: The Saints are really gonna play that much hardball with Sean considering he got them a Super Bowl, the, the time he spent there. You know what I mean? Like I feel like they would kind of do him a solid, and and this isn't gonna be like holding up other teams for Okay, let me okay. So stuff. let's
0: let me just clarify here. You want yeah. the Saints to do Sean Payton a solid and send him to a competing NFC team that'll be right there trying to stop them I'm, from making the playoffs. I'm
1: not definitely. saying trade him for a seventh round or a sixth round sure, or whatever. Sure. I, I'm saying if they get a fair enough value offer versus like, you know, holding out for like, no, nope, yeah. we're demanding yeah. a, a first or a second or whatever. Like if the Cardinals come in and say, we'll give you a third and a fourth. Right. And that ultimately is like, okay, that's, that's fine enough cop. Like I almost feel like there's going to be a little bit easier of a negotiation because mm-hmm. of what Sean did for them and the time he spent there where uh, almost it's a little different with Arizona Bruce Arians. When we had Bruce under contract, we sent him to Tampa. We got virtually a, a sack of potatoes for him compared to what coaches have been traded for in the past. Right. And it, it was mainly because Michael Bidwell, like, well, we don't want Bruce. and Bruce wants to coach, go let him go somewhere else. Like, there's a little bit of difference here where I think the Saints would love to have Sean Payton back. All <laughs> right. So, yeah. The phase I mean, we'll one see. is going
0: to be uh, the the Saints going, yeah, well, no, you want to go to Arizona? We'll send you to Arizona. But we're no chance that you maybe want to come back to new Orleans back down to the bayou. Like, you know, that that dance is going to go on too. So we'll we'll see how it plays out. I do find it really fascinating because the, the reset level to which Arizona goes, that's what to me is interesting. And even the thing I was going to throw out is like, even inside of the trade for Sean Payton with some of these, maybe bigger contracts, maybe guys that don't want to be here, a Connor, a D hop. I'm not saying that the saints are going to be interested in any of those players per se, But if you're Arizona, maybe you try to negotiate on those lines as well. Hey, the capital may not matter as much in the draft as maybe a couple of key players that we could plug in if you're the Saints, depending on where they are, too. Because remember, the Saints are kind of in a a weird spot as well. They don't have a definitive quarterback. They're playing with Andy Dalton this past season as Jameis Winston gets injured. Like, they're as much in a semi-rebuild as anyone else in the NFL at this point, too. So that being the case, the other thing that comes in here is how high – can the Arizona Cardinals get in the NFL draft? And I w- we want to talk about these games. And I'll just use, there's different metrics by which um, they uh, value draft capital. But just to give you a sense of it, draft tech had this up where right now, Arizona as the fourth overall pick, that's valued at 1,800 points that you need to accumulate if you're talking about a trade. And those things are valued differently based on if you're coming up for a quarterback, et cetera. But the two, the second overall pick where Chicago holds right now, that's 2,600
1: and yeah, the I difference there, a, like, yeah, that's a lot, right? When you Did look you
0: back, up? so like you go into the second round saying you're talking about, hey, where's the difference? Okay, that's a difference of one. That's a difference of eight hundred points. You can go back and get two top end second round picks. To make up that difference, you can get a two and two threes just to make up the difference between two and four, let alone just the initial value of your first round pick, maybe plus something extra because you want to come for a quarterback, etc. We've seen those bidding wars play out, but I thought it was important to set the table with, hey, one more spot, two more spots makes a huge difference. It's nothing of teams that are competing to get up there to draft their franchise guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, for the Cardinals to try to move up, like if they get stuck at four and maybe they want to go get one of those dynamic players, it's going to cost a lot. Now, with that being said, if you're talking about a team trying to move up from three or four spots behind the Cardinals, it's a lot. So, yeah, it, that's where it does become a juggling act of: do you stay put, get that mm-hmm. star guy, or or do you take the haul that you're going to get? Because I mean, right now, how many how many what is it saying for? Hold on, let me pull up Tankathon here. What's it saying for like a, uh, the Colts are only one spot back, but give me someone that's like two, let's say um Atlanta needs a quarterback. What if yeah. Atlanta at seven wants to move up to four? What are they giving Arizona at that point based on that chart? Yeah, you'd be talking
0: about, so you're looking at Atlanta to Arizona. It's 300 points, so that's a third round. It's like a top third round pick or a low or a back end. Atlanta's second round pick is 520. But again, you're going to give up extra, so maybe it is your second round pick to come up that board. And we've seen, we you know, it be good to do too here as we close out the season, we look towards the draft. We can look at those comparisons when teams have come up the board specifically to get quarterbacks yeah. and how much capital you end up giving up. But but to your point, those marginal moves from the 10s to the 5s or from the 12s to the 8s, they're not nearly as dynamic. And we saw that from 10 to like 20 there were some little marginal moves that got made that were really about. We'll swap our picks in this round and we'll throw you a little something extra. I think Philadelphia was involved in a trade like that. We may have discussed recently, so we can flesh that out a little bit more. But, but to your
1: that, point, the hall is is getting up to two or three like that's exactly. the Exactly.
0: Now, when we talk about getting up to that two or three, when we talk about getting that hall.
1: The first game that
0: we think about on Sunday is going to be 1 p.m. at Soldier Field in Chicago where those chicago bears 1
1: p.m eastern 11 o'clock oh that's correct
0: i apologize yes 1 p.m eastern 11 god that's beautiful arizona time 11 (laughs) a.m man you wake up you have a little bit of that's borderline brunch territory and then you're just watching football god God bless the 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 fans of arizona so 11 a.m friends i'll speak in your in in arizona time where we're yes of course the most popular and prominent (laughs) uh minnesota vikings come to town Chicago is plus seven and a half in this game. And we were talking about it before we started. Not a lot to play for for Minnesota, really. There's some chance. We'll talk about the, the San Francisco game here as well against the Cardinals. Some chance if the, if the 49ers were to lose, that could change things. Nobody anticipates that being the case against the Cardinals. So this is just indicative of how bad Chicago has been that Minnesota is there giving seven and a half points on home field well, so technically it's three that's a four and a half point game neutral
1: that and they're sitting uh fields they've already ruled fields out for the yeah. game so, so there's nothing standing between
0: minnesota and B like wh- where do you feel on this there's no fields minnesota doesn't have a ton to play for do you see this as being just Kind of a slowly, you know, trudging towards the end. Is Chicago good enough yeah. to beat backups, even of Minnesota, if they go that way?
1: I think the Bears are full-fledged tank here. And they're like, we are not moving from that second overall pick. Like right. they, Because they're in the biggest position to actually get a haul. Like, because they right. don't Got have their franchise quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. Feeling great. They don't want to move. So, you know, they're they're ruining Fields' opportunity here. And I get they're saying he's hurt all of a sudden and everything else, but they're ruining his opportunity at that rushing record in a single season um for a quarterback. Ooh. Like he's he's only like 40 something yards away. And they're gonna hold them out because they want that second pick. They do not want to risk. Yeah. Can I the, Yeah, Vikings, I know. I'm sure there is yeah. I'm sure there is
0: risk there, but like you probably. Minnesota's not a great defense. You might be able to play Justin Fields for like one play and just run a naked bootleg and have him sprint for fifty yards and be done with it. Like you know, what I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I understand why
1: you'd never risk that. And I'm you sure could, Justin Fields would say for a he doesn't care. Or for him. Or half. Yeah, you could play him yeah. for a quarter or half and then bench him. I mean, I don't know why they're not gonna let him get the record. I mean, maybe he is legitimately hurt, but I just I have a hard time buying it. Now, the the last time the Bears played the Vikings in Minnesota, uh, mm-hmm. the Bears lost 20, they had 22 and the Vikings had 29. So, looking at the game, it looks like it came down to the final quarter because the Vikings scored eight in the fourth uh, and they ended up winning by seven. So, um, and as I look at it, yep, they scored a a touchdown with two minutes to go. So, that game did come neck and neck last time they played. Yeah, still division. Now, right now in Chicago, right? So, I I just, yeah, I think Chicago is doing everything in their power to stay at two and they don't want to help us at all. But that's Chicago. Uh, Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Denver, on the other hand, might be trying to help here's a fun one. Yeah, this one
0: is fun because Denver, who is going to be playing against the Chargers, and we were looking at that there where there's some world, depending on what happens with Baltimore, and the Chargers don't have a ton of reasons to go out and need to win this game. And I think I was looking over, I want to make sure – um, that I had this right in the AFC playoff picture well, as far as the what key, they can accomplish. The key... like, there's some world where Baltimore wins and they're playing maybe for the division, but I don't think it's going to impact the Chargers who are sitting there in the, what, sixth seed right now? So it could, it, it, I think they could only be there if I'm not mistaken. And it looks like, I'll pull that up here in the background, but it also looks like, oh, they're actually at the five seed, I apologize. It looks like, though, it has to be that they are more concerned about the playoffs because the broncos are giving 3 points at home. neutral you know neutral site that means you're talking about you, you know they're 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 laying 3 because they get the 3 points at home. But like it's denver. It's denver this season. It's denver with Russell Wilson. They are mm-hmm. a bad team. So there's no world that I can see the chargers getting points unless it's all but confirmed that they are not worried about playing for anything on sunday.
1: Yeah, I, the only thing I can think of is it is in Denver, so home field advantage. But then, too, Denver has played better as of late. They almost beat the, the Chiefs a week ago. So, yeah, I know. I mean, again, almost only counts in uh, horseshoes and hand but, but in this case, I mean, they, they came down to the wire. The Chiefs ended up beating them 27-24. Uh, the game before that, I don't think Russ played against the Rams – I'm trying to remember here. Russ has played good as of late. I'm trying to look at the, the past games here, but I think I'm off uh, on what I'm looking at. But I, I know Russ was starting to get it together, it felt like, compared to how he was at the beginning of the season. So all, all things considered, uh, I, I think uh, Russell Wilson and the Broncos, for this game, they've got a lot. One, they're not worried about draft position because they're already giving up that pick. Right, so So, at the end of the day, yes, and they have everything, and they can
0: prove something here, right? Like that's what it's about, trying to prove something. And if you're trying to prove something, uh, they haven't won a game since October 30th, and you mentioned so they almost beat Kansas City, 27-24 in that game. Russell Wilson did complete 68% of his passes, one touchdown, one pick, um, 222 yards, a 48 QBR. That's good for like you know 20th or something around in the league average right now. Uh, did have two rushing touchdowns, which which helped him mm-hmm. a little bit. There was bad against the Rams. Had three interceptions the week prior, and then Kansas City, ironically again the week before that, where he had three touchdowns, one pick. He's played better. You can say you can you can certainly say he's played better football, but he had his worst QBR of the season against the Rams uh, on Christmas Day, which had absolutely nothing to play for. The Rams have listen, nothing to listen. do this season.
1: Listen, it was Christmas, though. You don't know. Russ woke up. He had some milk and cookies to appease the mm-hmm. kids, thinking he's mm-hmm. Santa. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's one of those things where Russ probably just wasn't on his game because it was Christmas. But I remember... Before the Cardinals played the Broncos a month ago, uh, you know, we, we played the backup. But prior to that, when, when Russ got banged up with the potential concussion, actually, I think he yeah. got a concussion, that he was coming off his best game of the season when he got that concussion. So uh-huh. he was on an uptick, got the concussion, came back, and then, you know, played well against the Chiefs twice and terrible against the Rams once. So.
0: So as it stands right now, I want to clarify the Chargers situation here because the Chargers are playing the Broncos. That's an AFC team. The Baltimore Ravens are playing the Bengals and they are also an AFC team. So when you look at the playoff picture, the Chargers would win the tiebreaker, assuming both teams win their games over Baltimore on conference record right now sitting seven and four versus six and five. If they both win, they would go through at the same place five seed for the Chargers. Now the, The switch there would be 10 and six versus 11 and four. It doesn't matter. The Bengals are locked in. So it's only playing potentially for that switch there. So if the Chargers win, they're in.